Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Movie, Movie, Film, Film. It's a podcast where we pick a flick and decide if it's a movie or a film. Yep. I'm Nate, and dial nine one one. It's the Lobster Squad. And I'm Terrell. Now, don't tip because society says I have to. All right. If someone deserves a tip, if they've really put forth an effort, I'll give them something extra. But this tipping automatically—it's—it's it's for the birds. As far as I'm concerned, they're just doing their job. Two things. One, we're supposed to do quotes, not monologues. I know, right? <laughs> Two, that's Mr. Pick from yeah! Reservoir Dogs. I know the reference. Yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> so let me get some, do some Mr. Pink real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, mine was... Uh, uh, don't know. Wait, wait, wait. Should I know? Probably not. Okay. I mean, it's the first movie I could think of that like has a lobster in it. Mm-hmm. It's from Annie Hall. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, talking about lobsters, because today we're going to be talking about the lobster. Yes, we are. But first, mm-hmm. movie, movie, news, news. Yes, we got some new trailers that came out recently. Mm-hmm. Well, just one new trailer. Put a smile on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this, this is Walking Phoenix's turn as the Joker. I've actually been excited for this since I heard that he was going to be the Joker. He's a very good actor that I enjoy watching a lot and kind of perfect for the character because he does unhinged very well. Mm -hmm. But also I I don't care about it. You don't care about it? I I don't care about this movie. I don't think anyone really (laughs) asked for it. And there's already currently another Joker uh, in the DC universe. Well, I care about that one way less. (laughs) Um, But I once I heard that Walking Phoenix was 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 the guy, I was I was I was sold on it. You know what I like about the Joker? What? I like how he fights Batman. You know what's not in this movie? Batman. <laughs> yeah, let's see a movie he... about a guy that becomes the Joker. Uh, yeah, and let's make it just look like a old Martin Scorsese movie. I get I get that. I get that aesthetic, and it's kind of cool that they're doing that. But also, it would be cooler if it was just that movie and it wasn't about the joker (laughs) yeah this is gonna be like way before bruce wayne's time bruce wayne is probably like a little kid at this point yeah his parents are probably still breathing yeah so this is like joker 1.0 before we get the like Mm -hmm. the i don't the psychopath this the psycho joker one that yeah yeah that one this is like the the crime the clown prince of crime Mm -hmm. yeah now, I, I didn't hate the way the trailer was cut together. Mm-hmm. It, it was cool. And it was definitely yeah. like, hey, remember <laughs> Taxi yeah. Driver? Remember The King of Comedy? Remember yeah. uh, Goodfellas? Yeah, it was cool I to guess. see uh, Zazie Beetz in there. And, oh, half uh, the cast of Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, That's something Brian I like Terry about Henry it. is in there. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see that coming. Probably because I didn't look on the IMDb uh, Of course. Um, That's cool. Yeah. But then I have to keep reminding myself who... who that Todd Phillips is directing this, who made uh directed all three Hangovers, uh, directed yeah. Old School before that. Mm-hmm. He did War Dogs, which I guess was his, his. He's trying to make like a more serious movie. Yeah. Uh, Comedy directors are are doing it though. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the guy that did the Green Book? <laughs> Didn't he do oh, Dumb yeah. and Dumber or something like yeah. that? Well, yeah. that did win the Golden Globe for best comedy. So yeah. 
So, I mean, they're doing <laughs> that it. That was a comedy. And there was, a, there was another director, too, that used to do comedy. Um, Adam McKay. Yeah. Uh, now getting Oscar noms for Vice and The Big Short. Yeah. See? Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting uh, fact. The joke, well, Joker was shot, well, parts of it was shot in Newark, New Jersey. Mm. And when I would go there to visit my boyfriend, right outside his window, you could see, well, actually on his, on his block, you could see like they turned the street into like old school, like seventies looking. And then one time I went out there, they had like all the, like the old school, like taxi cabs out there. And one, one time they were shooting, they Mm. were like. They were out That's there really cool. doing you know, doing a scene in the alleyway, and I got to watch for a little bit before we left. It was pretty cool. Was anyone dying? No, Being I didn't. Burned? No, it wasn't. It was just. Like, it seemed eyes. like a private eye or something. It was like a guy in a long trench coat was talking to someone in the alley. Hmm. Like, yeah, that was happening. And so, yeah, it was, it was shot in Newark. It was pretty cool. I got to pretty much be on set. That's yeah, cool. I got to walk the set. I remember the first time I saw it, I was just, it looked like they were putting up a strip club. And I was just like, why the hell is North putting up a strip club downtown? It didn't make any sense to me. But now, now I get it. It makes sense. They were making Gotham. It's movie magic. Yeah, it's movie magic. So, yeah. So I kind of see this movie as the result of Logan's success. Is this rated R? Hopefully. It should be. And also the success of Venom. Venom being, uh, you know, the classic Spider-Man villain that now they made this movie that was an origin to... story that had nothing to do with Spider-Man. I want to see that. I didn't want to see it originally because mm. I thought it was going to be bad. But I mean, that's not kind of what still I heard. Think really it's bad. I haven't Maybe. seen it, but people I'm went convinced. to go see the Meg and 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 flocks. So <laughs> you know, you never know. Right. Um, and then Logan, of course, took the idea of a. They just took another genre other than superhero movies. They took westerns, yeah, uh, and just made that a superhero movie. So I guess this is like the same kind of thing by just picking up a different genre. It's like a noir. Take tropes from something else other than comics. Yeah, it it'll be successful. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather see a different Joaquin Phoenix movie. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be more. There'll be more. Yeah, of course. All right. In other news, John Cho, John Cho, John <laughs> Cho. John Cho has been selected to be the lead in Cowboy Bebop, Netflix's live adaptation of the anime Cowboy Bebop. Yes. For yes. people who aren't familiar with Cowboy Bebop, such as myself, uh, what can I expect from this live action remake? <sighs> Cowboy Bebop, it's kind of like a futuristic bounty like space bounty hunter movie where the the lead guy spike he's just like really cool like this really cool guy with this like really dark past <laughs> and you know it's just him and his crew Sounds like a hero yeah i mean like a you know like a a tortured soul you know what i mean but but really mm-hmm. cool and so i mean it's just gonna be a lot of action a lot of guns a lot of back and forth so as a fan of this show when you heard that they were going to be making a live action, uh, how did you feel? Is well, that necessary? Well, well, it's not necessary. Right. <laughs> I didn't know about it until today oh, when okay. they dropped the, the casting news. But 
I mean, by the time they dropped the casting news, I was into it because they cast John Cho. Cho. Yeah, like yeah, John... I really like him. Um, I really like I him. I just watched Searching recently. He was great in that. And I need to show you uh, this movie called Columbus, like a indie uh, kind of romantic movie with him and uh... oh, what's her name? She's so good, and she was in Support the Girls. Haley Richardson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely down to see both. Yeah, John Cho, great leading man. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to see him lead more. I'm definitely down to see him in more movies, just like all over the place. Yeah. When I first saw the news of John Cho's casting, I was, I I'm aware of that Cowboy Bebop's an anime. I'm aware. Uh, that's about it. Mm-hmm. So my reaction was, oh, they got it right by casting. Yeah. Someone that, <laughs> by not whitewashing. Uh, yes, kudos yeah. for them learning for doing their the lesson bare minimum from um, Ghost in the Shell and Death Note. Mm-hmm. All right, pretty much everyone, the 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 leading three aren't white. I did I did read recently they're moving forward with a American live action Akira from uh, Taika Waititi of Thor Ragnarok and What We Do in the Shadows fame. Um. Oh, he's doing it. Well, I mean, that that has my interest. That's another one I don't think is necessary because I yeah. think the it's a masterpiece on its own. It's like, great, and also like setting it, it in America takes away some of the impact of yeah <laughs> the neo like it won't be neo Tokyo yeah and the whole uh, uh, nuclear wasteland or type of thing won't really have the same thematic yeah. resonance. Or historical residents. As, as long as they don't whitewash it, I'll I'll definitely check it out. Well, I feel know. like setting it in America. But yeah, making an American version just the idea of it. I mean, we'll see. I guess we'll see. In the past, I said the only way to do it would be to cast Asian American actors. So we'll see if that. Yeah, I mean, happens. Why not? It's not like there's a Japanese live adaptation of Akira. Yeah. So, just. Do it the right way the first time, please. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, let's uh let's talk about our feature for the yes for the, the lobster. Today. Yes, directed by your <clears throat> <clears throat> directed by your ghost Lanthimos. Yes, my guy. <laughs> when I after I saw this movie, I just got sucked in, and I went back into his work, and I watched Dogtooth. And I watched his other movie. I forget the name of it. I forget the name of it. Killing of a Sacred Deer? No. Oh, I, I oh, yeah. The one I, before that? I saw that. Yeah, the one before that. Okay. I'm not aware of it. Uh, and, I mean, they're all just so good and so odd. Hmm. Like, they're just dark. Just, yeah. Just dark and odd. I was going to ask first, just first question i was going to ask you is uh how would you categorize this movie like by genre what genre do you consider the lobster it is a dark comedy right i mean i find yeah a lot of it funny but it is very twisted yeah dark comedy is probably the most uh applicable genre but i think it can also be seen as certainly a science fiction movie yes so it's not so obvious from on the surface because it's not a lot of like lasers <laughs> yeah there, it, there's that that science fiction part to it it could be seen as a romance 
Yes. It could be seen as a thriller. Yes. A little bit of a horror, you know. Yeah, and um, uh, that's I like it when uh, movies defy uh, generic category categorization. Yeah, I'm not gonna keep trying to pronounce that word. Generic. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're you want to say? No, I don't actually. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't say creatively last episode, yeah. and I can't say categorization this episode. Did I say that correctly? I hope so. Uh, the movie is called Alps. It was called Alps. The mo- the one I couldn't remember. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the lobster opens with a short scene that with the character we. Do not see again. I guess it's a cold open because yeah. it, uh, it's right before the title mm-hmm. card. When I first saw it, I thought it was the mean lady. I thought it was her. The I thought it was her. Hmm. I mean, because they're both white, blonde, short-haired women doing awful things, I suppose. Uh, well, what we see is a woman park her car, get up. She has a gun. She's walking up to two donkeys. She shoots one of them three times, mm-hmm. goes back to the car. Yeah. She shoots a donkey. <laughs> yeah, so is that that bad, shooting a donkey? We know, we learn later it was a person. Yeah. You figure that out. And then you're like, oh, so she was probably killing someone, someone. she knew. Yeah. What I like about this is... Um, Who wants to be what? a donkey? <laughs> <laughs> right. Who chose, like, yeah, I want to be a donkey, <laughs> not a horse. <laughs> Hey, donkeys are noble steeds. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I like about the way that scene is shot is the camera stays positioned inside the car, mm-hmm. and it's all one. Uh, once she parks it, it's all one shot. You see through the windshield of the car mm-hmm. of her approaching the donkey and shooting it, and you just hear the rain falling and the sound of the windshield wipers. Yeah, and it's uh, there's a, like immediately the movie just has like this cold, uh mood to yeah. it and this distance yeah very distant. like by viewing we're not following her up to the donkey we're not following the action up close we're still from afar and seeing it through a screen mm-hmm. and the wipers are like uh i like it when movies right away kind of instruct you on how to watch it or what to expect from the rest of the movie you set the tone right mm-hmm. away even though this has like really nothing to do with the rest of the movie not I mean, not really. I mean, it tells... I mean, once you figure out the animal part, yeah, but it has nothing else to do with anything else. Like, she doesn't come back into the story. Like, right. that story doesn't come back into the story at all. Right. It's, it's a, just a, just an act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's... I like how it shows you one thing, and you think you're watching, oh, she's shooting a donkey, and then you learn the rules of the movie, and you find out the that you were watching something else yeah and i like how the movie does that a lot where it's seemingly simple i guess shooting a donkey isn't that simple but Mm -hmm. elsewhere in the movie you'll see just a simple act but in the in the society presented by the the movie it's like a twisted uh thing or a devious uh, gesture like a kiss or um looking at a photo of a naked woman yeah um so 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 yeah so then we get we get we get into the main story where colin farrell's character what's his name david 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 wife uh has found a new man who is uh short-sighted 
Is it short or nearsighted? Uh, I mean, it's called. It, they say short-sighted in the movie. I've mm-hmm. only grown up hearing nearsighted, but so uh, short-sighted. And so, I mean, that's their connection, right? You learn. We learn in the movie that uh, these par- pairings are very uh, shallow, very uh, surface level. Yeah. And she has found someone else to be short-sighted with. And that kind of leaves him alone. And in this world, in this society, you cannot be alone. It's pretty much illegal. It's mm-hmm. against the law. So he gets uh, sent away to... Uh, to a hotel. Yeah, a hotel. Where you have 45 days to find a new partner. Mm-hmm. Or you get turned into an animal. The animal of your choosing. Yeah. And the, the mo- movie's called The Lobster because David chooses... A lobster. Why? I'll tell you. He um, picks a lobster because they stay alive for 200 years. Mm-hmm. They're, quote, blue-blooded like aristocrats. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and they mate for life. Yeah. And they're fertile for 100 years, and yeah. he likes oceans. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> I think that's a... It's kind of a good and sweet characterization of him. I mean, it kind of lets you know that he is looking f- to be with someone for a long time. You know, yeah, what I mean? he's like, uh, burned by his wife cheating on him. Yeah, though we do the first things we hear about him, uh, which we learn uh, through the voiceover narration of Rachel Vice, mm-hmm. uh, is that his back hurts and he didn't cry when he found out his wife cheated. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that when he got to the camp he couldn't pick being bisexual. Like, he had to pick between being either gay or heterosexual. Yeah, he he says, is there a bisexual option available? And then the clerk responds, there's not been a bisexual option since last summer due to some operational issues. Yeah, what operational issues? I love that the answer isn't just no. Yeah. (laughs) We used to have. Some very, like, vague. And I, I also like that he thinks about it. He takes his time, he thinks about it, and he says, uh, heterosexual. Right. This is a world uh, with no in-between, no nuance. Everything's black or white. Yeah. Yeah, that pops up again when he goes to pick up his uh, shoes, and he says 44 and a half. Right. And she's like, either 44 or 45. You either go up or you go down. And Yeah, he chooses 44, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... I guess I, but this is the part in my notes where I wrote a question to ask you, which is okay. what animal would you choose? Uh, okay. So I was thinking about this cause I asked, uh, our friend this like a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think either it's between two, either I would become a bat <laughs> or I would become a sea turtle. Ooh, sea turtle. Right. Yeah. What about you? See, I right when I asked that, I realized you were going to throw the question back at me. And maybe I'm just confident, but I don't even think I'd have to choose an animal. I would wow. Find, no, that's just my cop that way <laughs> of not having a response. I guess... You uh, have to go in there with the animal in mind, though. Uh, kangaroo seems like fun. <laughs> Hopping around. I thought I thought of kangaroo at one time. Really? Yeah, I was just like kangaroo, um, horse. I don't. Know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be anything that can like uh, 
be like tamed or be like caught by anything humans. easily exploited by yeah, humans yeah or anything like eaten by mm-hmm. another animal or eaten by humans like i don't want to be a rabbit or anything or a pig or, or something like that right. you know what i mean i want to be something that can either fly or swim away and humans are not eating bats or sea turtles no those were two uh good yeah. ideas yeah um back to the movie david meets some friends yeah, the His friends trio. are uh, named. <laughs> and, well, they do have names John and Robert, but they're listed. <laughs> IMDb has the best uh, names for the characters, and I guess that's how they credited credited in the film as well. Uh, John is the limping man, mm-hmm. played by Robert Wishaw, the voice of Paddington Bear. <laughs> oh. And Robert is credited as the Lisping Man, played by John C. Riley, the voice of Wreck It Ralph. Yep, so tell your kids that if they love Wreck It Ralph and Paddington Bear, yeah. there's, a, there's a crossover called yeah. The Lobster. <laughs> they have like very like bleak character introductions of uh, when he's in the dining scene, and it pretty much lays everyone out. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl with the nice hair, the girl with the nosebleed, the girl with the butter biscuits. Mm-hmm. And then we meet the trio. Um, I was very surprised the very first time to see when I saw this to see John C. Riley in this movie. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've just always pictured him as like the like comedy guy, like Will Ferrell type of like really? comedy. And this was like very different in tone. I had, I had never seen him in anything like. Oh, he's this done before. some really good dramatic. Like he's in Magnolia, uh, nope. a lot of P.T. Anderson movies, Boogie Nights. I mean, uh, yeah, okay, uh, I saw Boogie Nights. I guess that. I guess I kind of forget because it's so early. Um. But yeah, he's a very skilled dramatic actor. Very skilled actor in general. Yeah. Um, and I love how he embellishes his like already uh, pretty noticeable. Like he he kind of has a lisp in mm-hmm. general, but he embellishes it for this movie. Yeah, it's probably why um, he got picked. It probably had him in mind for that reason. Maybe. I don't know. I um. saw this uh, movie after seeing the trailer several times in theaters, and uh, so I knew Jossie Riley was in it because the best scene from the trailer was just him. Uh, in that one scene where he's hunting Colin Farrell later, and he says, "Oh, I'm not your best friend." <laughs> <laughs> see, I didn't see the trailer for this movie. I really didn't know anything about this movie. I don't even think that's an I awesome way to go into it. Came out. I just remember hearing people be like, "Oh, the lobster's good," and then I'm it is. being like, "Oh, maybe I need it to is see good. this movie." <laughs> and I didn't see it until much, much later. But yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. And this time around, I was really surprised to uh, notice that Olivia Coleman is in it. Right, she's the manager. Yeah, I mean, I I just saw the Queen. She just won her Oscar, so now the like favorite. What I say? The Queen. I say that every time. I say the Queen every time. I mean, because she's the Queen. It's about the Queen. But she the is going to be in the new season of The Crown, I believe. So. As a as a yeah, as a Queen. <laughs> yep. As a royal, as a royal Queen. Um, yeah, the bench is really deep in this movie. Uh, as I mentioned, Ben Wishaw, John C. Riley, Colin Farrell, Rachel Weisz, mm-hmm. Olivia Coleman, but also you have just even people in the back, well, not background, but the some of the women at the uh, hotel. Uh, Ashley Jensen is the biscuit um, woman, mm-hmm. and she's uh, co-star of Extras, and she's on Catastrophe as well. And also the nosebleed woman I recognized from... Uh, Netflix series End of the Fucking World. She's the female lead and oh. hilarious on that. Plays like a like a seventeen year old or something, which is crazy <laughs> that that actress gets away with that. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, really good stuff. Uh, we get uh, the limping man giving the monologue about his define. Everyone has to identify their defining characteristics. His, of course, is his limp. Yeah. He talks about how he got the limp is because his mother was turned into a wolf. Yep. He missed his mother. He went to the zoo, fed all the wolves raw meat because he couldn't tell which was his mother. Eventually, mm-hmm. he goes. The wolves all attack him except for two, so he figures one of the two must have been his mother. Yeah. They uh, attacked him. He doesn't. Now he has a limp. Now he has a limp. My favorite one is the one right after that is when <laughs> the lady walks up, and she's like, she's like, my characteristic is my beautiful smile. And then she just does this, like, really, like, odd smile, mm-hmm. and then it just cuts away. That's it. Right. <laughs> and it goes straight into the, the dance scene, which is also... Uh, just a great showcase for uh, Olivia Coleman and her husband. Right. I, like the them singing. So weird. So straight face mm-hmm. the whole time. They're just very just like, like... this operatic uh, song. Yeah. <laughs> with with like some light dance moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I like during this scene is when uh, Colin Farrell, I'll call him David for the sake of this podcast. Uh, when David gets up He's going to ask someone to dance. Um, the music kind of fades out, and then the score comes in. Mm. And the score in this movie's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like uh, this orchestral music. The dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun yeah. is uh, repeating throughout. But uh, this time it's just this uh, almost horror-inducing uh, score that comes in over the song, song by Olivia Coleman and her husband. Yeah, they want you to feel very uh, uneasy. Yeah, but it goes to slow motion. So just the act of asking someone to dance is this whole uh, production. It's this whole build-up. Yeah. And then, and then he asks her to dance, and it's the nosebleed woman. So she just starts... Her nose just starts bleeding, and then she just recites facts about how to get rid of blood. Yeah. <laughs> because in this movie, people say, Quinn Tarantino, I mean, you quoted <laughs> Reservoir Dogs, that he has great dialogue. Mm-hmm. I think Yorgos has great dialogue. dialogue. These characters just speak in encyclopedia entries, yeah. and it's hilarious, and it's... it fits in this world that he's constructing. Yeah, the, the way they talk in this movie is so matter-of-fact mm-hmm. and so leveled. There's no, like, up... There's, like, very little range in, yeah. like, their voices, mm-hmm. which kind of threw me off at, at first. And then I really liked it. I was just like, oh, like they're they're doing something. They're like they're doing a thing here. Like every single one of them. Like he wants this world he he's created. It also looks that way. They're talking like very mundane and bleak. It also looks very they, mundane. Um, they're and not bleak. wearing any makeup. Mm-hmm. It was shot without any of the actors wearing makeup, which is why their faces kind of look flat. And, uh, and every- yeah, the hotel's beautiful, and the woods and the river. All the mm-hmm. scenes are, all, both scenery's beautiful, but it's still just kind of flat. And the the people, all the, the 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 actors, the the actors in the background, everyone looks very plain, very average. Mm-hmm. Like no one's like, oh my god, this person is it's beautiful. Oh my god, this you know what I mean? Like right. they all I look like just regular people, and like older, older people, younger people, just uh. Uh, interesting, you know, uh, setup for for this world that he wanted to create. Yeah, yeah. 
So eventually, uh, Limping Man fakes the nosebleed to get with Nosebleed Woman because the only way to forge a connection and not get turned into an animal, I guess, is to fake uh, a superficial similarity if there's not one already. Yeah. Which is kind of ridiculous that people can't find a thing that matches with other people. I mean, a nosebleed is so specific. Yeah. It's... I don't think she would have found anyone because how many people just get Yeah, I guess it needs to match the defining characteristic, not just any superficial connection. That's a good point. The Just uh, Ben Wishaw slamming his head on the table to make his nose bleed, and then it doesn't even bleed right away. He needs to, like... Shake it. Shake it. Oh, yeah. That's... um, It was very jarring when I saw it for the first... Actually, it's still jarring seeing it for the, I don't know, third time. Yeah. Yeah. He just, uh, yeah, yeah. David catches him. Like, he, he knows he's lying. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do, like, this hug. Like, he hugs him. I don't think David likes, he's a hugger. Right. David doesn't reciprocate. Yeah. He kind of just puts his hand up and it just stands there until the hug is over. Right. So, David, well, he sees that this kind of worked. They, they get sent off uh, to the yacht. Mm-hmm. Um, so he decides he needs to fake a similarity, and he chooses the the emotionless, cold-hearted woman. Wait, um, well, yeah, but before that, the hunt scene, mm-hmm. uh, I just, just... Oh, right, um, I meant to the, say how the dance goes, they're it, dancing and it, the alarm goes off, the next scene right away is they're on the bus yeah. to hunt. And... The 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 concept with the hunting is that they go out into the woods and uh, with tranquilizer tranquilizer guns Mm -hmm. and they have to hunt for people that ran away. Loners. Loners. And the more loners you catch, the more days you get on your sentence. Mm -hmm. And the the heartless woman has like a, like two hundred days now. Oh, she's been there for a long time. She's been there for a long time. She's not going anywhere. She's, she thrives. Yeah, she thrives. This is what I think she might enjoy this and just might want to stay mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean? And she doesn't even shoot them. She beats the crap out of them. Like and like in that like the whole like slow motion scene with the like the foreign ballad that I I don't right. know what it, what she's saying, but it might be about love or something. Mm-hmm. And she's just. People are like falling, and oh, John C. Riley in slow motion is so funny. Yeah, he's uh he's so flustered, like just getting hit with branches and stuff. Yeah, he tries to grab onto the like, the branch and it just breaks. Right. And then and then you see the cold hearted woman. She's just so successful. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, yeah, she's brutal. Quick. Yeah, she's brutal. She's like she hits him. She hits this person. Was it a woman? Yeah, hits her with the butt of her gun, knocks her down, and then starts punching her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so David's uh, initial plan to uh, trick her into <laughs> a relationship mm-hmm. is to talk to her during the hunt about uh, <laughs> murdering a loner, but he's uh, saved. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. The <laughs> biscuit woman <laughs> jumps out of a window because she can't find anyone. She doesn't want to be turned into an animal, but her her room's on the second floor. Yeah. She wanted desperately to... <laughs> visit david on the third floor but he was not accepting her invitations yeah i love that scene on the bus where she's like um she's just trying to find a way to connect with david right and then she's like i'm gonna kill myself if i, if I don't find anyone and then the narration comes in and like 
she said she's gonna kill herself. If yeah, she, just repeats exactly. Yeah, just what repeats. She said. Yeah. Usually in movies, the voiceover tells you information that you're not getting elsewhere, but in this movie, it just states uh, stuff that either just happened, is about to happen, or describes things that we can see on camera. Yeah. Um, it, it, I well, guess, I'll get back to the device of the narration, of course. Yeah, I guess the yeah I say talk about yeah. the narration later, but yeah, just like that scene of her. Being like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah, and, and then, then actually jumps, trying. Yeah, and so tragic. Oh, she, mad. Yeah. she is bleeding on the ground, but not dead. Yeah, her body's crying for limp. Help. Yeah, she's and just crying and the yelling. Cold-hearted woman is uh, just sitting there drinking tea. Yeah, this is like his his opportunity. Like her misfortune mm-hmm. is his fortune to move in and be like, I hope she dies quickly. No, actually, I hope she suffers. But I don't want to hear her when I'm when I'm in my room because I want to take a nap. Yeah, I don't want to be disturbed by her cries for help. Yeah, and then she's just like, "Okay, maybe we can talk later." Bye. Like mm-hmm. that's it. Very yeah. like the the speech in this movie is just very straightforward, very cut and dry. No mm-hmm. extraness, no nothing extra that that doesn't need to be said. Well, the repetition, for example, is. Well, the narration? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the narration, I guess, is the... The, the style. Yeah, well, that, no, it's pretty style. exception to the rule, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, very blunt and direct. Mm-hmm. Dry, much like the humor mm-hmm. of this feature. All right. <laughs> I almost gave away <laughs> my uh, movies or film judgment. Um, yeah, so um, the hot tub. Wait, because uh, we, we skipped over this. What? We skipped over the really twisted scene where it shows you how evil this place is. Oh, the toaster? Yeah, with the toaster and the dry humping and the really comical uh, single and couple uh, demonstration Mm -hmm. of what it's like living on your own and what it's like being with someone. It's it's almost like propaganda. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're they're trying to brainwash the people there like you need to be with someone yeah they're showing you that if you're alone you're in danger of Of uh, choking or being raped yeah death or worse yeah um yeah right when he gets to the hotel uh david's one of his hands is uh bound behind his back like handcuffed and uh that's to show him to remind him that two of something is better than just one (laughs) yeah so yeah things like that like twisted stuff like that yeah and the music really like helps propels it Mm -hmm. to the next level Mm -hmm. it's really good scoring so uh john c Riley gets his hand put in a toaster for the aforementioned uh nude photo he was looking at yeah he he masturbated yeah and you can't masturbate there in fact what they do is they try to get you close to climax mm-hmm. and then stop so that you are hungrier for a partner yeah so you yeah. want it more so you want it more they say it helps you find a partner better yeah the and it's so they really like desensitize or desexualize the yeah. They just show the how it's kind of just a physical thing, like the humping, instead of uh, romantic, intimate, um, yeah, sexy. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> there's sexy none of that. about it. It's very and, clinical. And even when he's just like, oh, this is awful, this is bad. No, but, like, come on, do it a little longer. He's just, like, so just like, no, please, come back. Please, mm-hmm. this is awful. I'm in pain. 
Ow. <laughs> hot tub. Hot tub. There's a hot tub scene. This there is, is a hot uh, tub. W- when he talks to the cold-hearted woman again. Do you really like this scene? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, she. Uh, he pretend. He's pretending to have no feelings. Mm-hmm. To test him, she <laughs> takes an olive from her martini mm-hmm. and chokes on it. Fake dies. He David almost like. You see him like start to lunge towards yeah, he, her, he and then he like jump. remembers that he needs to not have emotion. Mm-hmm. So, so he just s- sits there, mm-hmm. still, just looking at her, dying. Yeah, she fakes her own death. Mm-hmm. Find out that that's what it was. It was a test. He passed. She yeah. said, "I think we're a match." He said, yeah, "I and, do too." Yeah, and then they are a new couple. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like moments like that where you can see him kind of breaking that breaking what what they what they are supposed to have in common which is being emotionalist mm-hmm. and him like kind of getting too close to her or something and then her being like what and then him right. backing away like him remembering like oh yeah I yeah can't like do they're that. having sex and she uh makes them switch positions so that they're facing each other so that she can see his face because he made a and noise then turn the light on to make sure that he's not <laughs> having any emotions any enjoyment and then he kind of leans in yeah. for like a kiss and she gives him this look mm-hmm. and then he backs away i think i want to use this opportunity to praise uh colin farrell's acting performance in this movie yeah. the fact that mm-hmm. i mean we've already discussed how the emotion yes. and the way that's filmed and all the characters in this world are pretty like bland and mm-hmm. kind of emotionless the fact that he can play this character in a world where everyone's emotionless the characters then pretending to have even less emotions and you can see the difference even mm-hmm. though it is kind of subtle yeah because it's not like he's that filled with emotion from the get-go anyway no. um very impressive and yeah, just his physicality just... in the movie the way he, he like gained weight for the role he looks very schlubby he's got them uh, mustache he's so, he's so cute to me in this movie yeah, i don't know what it is you have the weight gain and like, is this your favorite the... colin farrell performance yeah yeah i was trying to think mine's either this or i'm a big fan of in bruges i haven't seen that really yeah that's a good one but, much um, different than this yeah it's just like he does like really really uh subtle things in this um that really like make you love his character great eyebrow acting i mean great eyebrows to begin with (laughs) but great eyebrow acting as well those are all his i heard all natural Mm. no prosthetics good for him yeah he's the man (laughs) (laughs) right so like after after that sex scene is where she he he does this thing where he goes to like kind of cuddle next to her Mm -hmm. and she notices and then next morning, she wakes up. She wakes him up and like, hey, look, I killed your brother. Oh, yeah. His brother's a dog. His brother's a dog. Yeah, that. that he has with him. So his brother failed. His, his brother, brother failed the test earlier or the, the whatever. Yeah, he didn't find a partner. He right. got turned into a dog. And so she kills him. Mm-hmm. And this is another test. We got a dog death. Yeah, man. She <laughs> And they show it. I mean, they don't show her killing the dog, but they show like the dog's dead body. Now, I've spoken before how much I like uh, dog deaths <laughs> in movies because... In movies. 
in movies, only movies, because it's almost more uh, emotional than a human death in a movie. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's both the human death and a dog death. It's so emotional. Yeah. And he has to pretend not to have any feelings or reactions towards the fact that his new wife, yeah. their new potential partner, is has murdered his brother. He should have wetted his face, actually, because he goes to the sink, mm-hmm. and then he starts to cry, and then she walks in. He's like, no, this is not emotions. I just, I just water from mm-hmm. me washing my face. But it's too late. He didn't even wash his face. She yeah, just so she's going to report him, and we have this chase scene through the hotel. Yeah, she said, um, pretty much in the narration, it says that um, you'll be turned into the animal. Oh, no, she says it, actually, right? Mm-hmm. She says, um, you're going to be turned into the animal that no one wants to be. And w- I, I don't know what the animal that no one wants to be is. I don't think there's one in mind. I think it's just an interesting thing to say. I mean, is an it an interesting a, question for the movie to raise? Is it a rat? Like, does no one want to be a rat? What makes you think that? I don't know because rats are, are rodents, and they're. I can think well. of other animals that people don't like. Like what? A uh, cockroach. Are bugs on the table here? Why not? I don't know. It seems. We got. We we already know it's not just mammals because we got some birds. We see some peacocks and flamingos. Yeah. I was going to save this for later, but I love how in the scenes in the woods, you just see random animals that don't belong in that ecosystem. Yeah. <laughs> and you know it was just people that failed. Yeah, or just now. A flamingo in the there, middle of the woods or a, a peacock. peacock or a camel. Mm-hmm. There's a camel out there. I, yeah, I don't think uh, insects are. I mean, you can be a lobster, so why can't you be a cockroach? I, I guess. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, one I don't, of those. I really, I one don't of those. Think, I, I don't think anyone is picking one of those anyway. Right. Well, so. I don't think uh, there's one in mind. I think it's just like a interesting question that the movie raises because then it comes back because uh, with the help of one of the employees of the hotel, mm-hmm. David manages to uh, get the get one over on the cold-hearted woman, tranks her, mm-hmm. and then turns her into an animal. And we don't know what it is so does david he, says it's none of our business he does the procedure right does mm-hmm. he do it mm-hmm. so he know how it works mm-hmm. and then he just runs away mm-hmm. uh and uh this is this is where we get into like part b of the movie pretty much this, this is, is like, a part yeah. of the movie that was not shown in the trailer at all i love it when tr- there's like trailers are only show one part of the movie and then the movie becomes something else that mm-hmm. you didn't know it was I mostly love that. Yeah, on when, the- when it ends up being good. There's this whole second part to the movie where he goes to live with the other loners. The trailer only focused on the hotel and the concept of being turned into an animal right. in 45 days if you don't find a mate. I remember being just like, wow, there's a whole another no- part of this movie. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole another like, hour and some change <laughs> of yeah. him being outside of the hotel and like being with these new characters. Of course, we think he's escaping to his freedom. Mm. where uh, he's not as restricted, but we find out that the loners are just as... Uh, restricted. Yeah. Yeah, they have their own set of rules, which is, I mean, I guess kind of the opposite of of the hotel. You can't partner up. Mm-hmm. You have to be uh, single, no flirting, you must no be nothing. Alone. Yeah, you must be you alone. You must dig your own grave because no one else will dig it for you. Yeah. 
pretty much. No one will um, even carry your body into your grave. You have to die in the grave that yeah, you dug for yourself. You can't help anyone if they're almost getting caught or mm-hmm. anything like that. Like it's, it's they a listen group. to mu- they listen to music and dance together, but they all listen to music in head on headphones. Yeah, it's a it's a group, but it's all a very lonesome mentality, you know. And if you if you break that, you get punished with either. Uh, the red kiss, or uh, even worse, the red intercourse. Which just hearing it, just thinking about it, just makes mm. me cringe. I'm just like, oh god, this is this is like that. that I mean, it's, it's, it's genital mutilation, right? Pretty much, That's yeah. The like they, I guess they'll they'll like cut your genitals and then force you to have sex if, mm. if they could do that. Um, because that's that's what the red kiss is. They they cut their lips and then they made them kiss each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, pretty horrifying. Yeah. So, uh, it's like, which one is worse? You know, the hotel or, or the... No, Mars. I thought you were going to say the red kiss or the red... Oh, no, 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 no. It's like, which yeah, world no, is, uh, is the worst? A, They're all... All the worlds are pretty bad. Choice. Because you have the hotel, and then you have the woods, and then you have the city. And then, I mean, we eventually get to the city, mm-hmm. and the city's not that great either. Yeah, uh, the limping man has a line when he's defending himself to David... He's defending his actions of making his own nosebleed. Mm-hmm. He says, "What, what is uh, worse to uh, be turned into an animal, to fake, to get a nosebleed once in a while, or to live out in the woods all alone?" Yeah, and they, uh, David chooses uh, being an animal that gets eaten by a bigger animal. Right. Which, yeah, I agree with. I wonder how much. Um, you know cognitively that you are a human like how much like how how much that translate into being a, well a one animal. thing i love is the nosebleed uh well actually i think the character is credited as friend of nosebleed woman she's uh her defining characteristic is her beautiful hair mm-hmm. she fails at the hotel <laughs> in a great uh she's like sitting at a desk with olivia coleman deciding what she wants to do for her last day and then it cuts to her friend with a pony that has yeah, nice <laughs> this, hair. this blonde mane. And we just know immediately, oh, she picked a pony. Yeah, she, it, and then we see the pony later in the woods, just in the background, walking through the frame. <laughs> she was so... What's the word? The, the, the friend that gets turned into a pony. Proud. Proud. Yeah, she's very proud of her hair and... When David tries to make a connection with her, even though she's very close to being turned into an animal, she's still like, no. Yeah, your hair looks dry. <laughs> yeah, and also the fact that your father um, hasn't gone bald shouldn't, like, put you at ease. Right. Yeah, she's very, like, I mean, everyone's pretty much cold in this movie, but she's very cold mm-hmm. to him. And then uh, she gets turned into a pony. Because so, because she doesn't want to be with anyone, really. I'll tell you what's not cold: the budding romance between David and the short-sighted woman, played by Rachel Weisz. <gasps> the narrator is yes. a character in this movie that we mm-hmm. meet fifty minutes into the movie. Yeah, so cool. So yeah, it was it was good to see her. Yeah, she's great in this movie. Mm-hmm. She's phenomenal. I when I saw this the first time, I didn't realize it that. I kept trying to place the voice and figure out who it was, and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I saw her come in, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. 
<laughs> I was like, oh, that's who it was. <laughs> I thought I was going to have to wait for the credits to see who the narrator was. Um, I was gonna, I'm talking about the narration anyway. Yeah. I mean, I already like how it's a character that comes in later, but then we find out all the voiceover we're hearing was written down in her diary, essentially. Yeah. Because we find that in the scene later when um, the leader, loner leader's friend, is reading the diary of the short-sighted woman to the leader. Yeah. And they find out that they David and uh, short-sighted woman have this secret love affair. Yeah. And secret language and yeah, the secret language is pretty cool. Like mm -hmm. the like the the sign language, pretty much body language of putting your heart, arm out, making a fist, putting it behind. It's kind of um, ridiculous. Your back, um, uh, standing up, uh, putting your your head to your knee, mm -hmm. uh, bending down, getting up, falling over. Like it's, it's pretty obvious that they're communicating it, 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 to it kinda, each other. Yeah, at a certain it's point, funny. they're just doing things, and the the lady. Um, What's, who the is loner she? leader. Yeah, the loner leader is she's the is, she's, star of blue yeah, is the warmest color. She, she's starting to to catch on. I mm -hmm. think I, uh, when they first went out into the city as couples. Yeah, they have to pretend to be a couple. When they were eating the cake, it was the look she gave both of them. Yeah, and I, mean, I was just like, is she is she catching on this early? Like, does she know? Mm -hmm. And then later, uh, they're visiting her, the loner leader's parents' house in the city. Of course, the parents both play guitar. That's their thing. Mm -hmm. I, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful yeah, guitar playing. I loved the the first. Well, I loved the second one too. Mm -hmm. But the first one where he's just like, you know, I love my wife. We have four right. kids. But I would, I would love her if it was just us two. Right. You know what I mean? We like would the, go on trips together, and it would be lovely. <laughs> the movie is so mundane that. The love moments are so nice. Yeah, like the, like the that's romance what I was talking about with really the rebellious romantic. act of the kiss. When he kisses her in uh, the loner leader's parents' house, the the these characters are credited as loner leader's mother and loner leader's father. Mm -hmm. So uh, when they're there listening to the music, uh, pretending to be man and wife, uh, this is like their excuse or the only time they're allowed to be intimate because they have this act to put on. Yeah. And they're just going for it. The second but time, the, yeah, right? But the, the second time? Yeah, but the first kiss, the first time, he, I guess you can kind of see in his eyes that he's like, oh, I can kiss her. Right, yeah, he does and it he one does time. It, and it's, you just, oh. Yeah, but the second time, they cannot keep their hands off each other. Right. It's, it's so sweet, but it's also like, guys, you guys are in danger. Mm -hmm. You guys are going to be in danger if you guys keep this up. And that's exactly what happens. Uh, because she catches on. I was I, I'm watching it the first time and then thinking about it. I was like, is she kind of a hypocrite? Because I kind of felt like she was flirting with the maid. There was that scene that they, they had they together. They seemed to have some tension. Yeah, they seemed to have something going on. The maid, this was uh, her mole in the hotel uh, that gives her supplies during the hunt. Mm -hmm. And the, the woman that helped uh, we find out that's why she helped uh, David escape, like because she's sympathetic to the cause. And, yeah. and I like that later on she gets to be one of the loners, though her fate is not great. Not great. Also, I didn't understand her fate, really, of like why mm -hmm. exactly that happened. So I think we're at this point. Yeah, because I there. already said she finds short-sighted woman's uh, notes. They find out they have this secret affair going on. So the loner leader takes short-sighted woman and friend into the city the lie is that um that 
she's going to give her operation to be able to see, mm-hmm. thus removing her short-sightedness. However, we find out that uh, the doctor was there to uh, make her blind. Yeah. Awful. Oh, man. Real punishment. I'm so sad. <laughs> like, and, yeah, but they, like, blinded her. And they're going back to the city. Or they're going back into the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel Weiss got a knife. Mm-hmm. She, she doesn't, she can't see. She doesn't know where the loner leader is trying to stab her because she's yeah. furious because it's a horrible thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, and the, she does another horrible thing. Yeah, she does this thing where she puts the maid in front of her. Mm-hmm. And she's speaking as if it's her. And then she gets stabbed. She does the whole thing, and they, like, both fall to the ground, and, and she pretends to be dead. But the, the whole time, I'm just like, why didn't the maid say anything? Like, why didn't the maid use her voice to be like, mm. hey, don't stab me. Right. You're not stabbing her. You're stabbing me. Well, she starts, like, sc- screaming at one point, but the other woman is screaming also to pretend that it's her body. Mm. Yeah, it's really cold. Yeah, it's really cold. But I think uh, cold, I think evil. you can see it. We we said that there was some tension between those two characters. Yeah, was, and you yeah, could feel some sparks. So I think it was her kind of, which it's, kind, it's kind of a sacrifice almost. Uh, I, like she's she uh, needs to. I guess you could see it as her her need to um, assert her dedication to their uh, cause of yeah of being alone. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that's love. another factor of them having this thing, and then her just pretty much using her, using her, yeah, and like killing, and her. having her killed, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, now she's she's blinded. She's out in the woods, and you know she can't lie to David for long, and she tells oh, you know him, what I'm gonna go back a little bit because we did skip the attack on the hotel. We did, and. I looked down and I said, uh, but I was just going to keep going. So yeah, there's, uh, but before that, there's the, they have this plan to, uh, I guess like terrorize the, the couples Mm -hmm. of the hotel and they, David goes to limping man and nosebleed girl. And, oh, this is something I really like about the movie is like, they say, if you guys are having problems, we'll give you guys a kid because mm-hmm. that usually solves the problem. Yeah. Um, and so when he goes to visit them, well, actually, we, we see her before that. But when, when uh, we go to visit them. Yeah, he them, kicks the kid. Yeah, so he kicks the kid <laughs> earlier. He's pretending he doesn't have feelings. Um, they're having like a dinner that is so boriting. Well, he's they're all wearing matching the striped balls. shirts. And yeah. he's talking about... Because they speak in encyclopedia entries. Mm-hmm. So their dinner conversation is how much a basketball weighs. Yeah. And um, he's just talking and they're just listening. And then he comes in. David comes in and. He's very excited. Yeah, he's yeah. very just like excited and like. I guess this is like his, his peak of excitement mm-hmm. in the movie, kind of. Like. Well. Even though he's still like tame he's still like very excited i'd say well, he's most excited, excited uh making out yeah. with <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah on the couch um but certainly he's he's excited to yeah, reveal he, that limping man has it, been faking his yeah, it's, it's, it's lying. i love when the daughter hands her, her mother not really her mother that, that whole thing's so weird yeah where they, where they get this kid from <laughs> and they're just pretending that this kid is their kid they well, don't she, have a baby they well, have a full-grown yeah. kid and she looks like them 
Yeah. <laughs> she hands her mother a knife and says, make him go away. Kill him, mommy. Yeah. Kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the knife. And uh, while that's happening, um, the Yeah, they go the to Olivia leader, Coleman's room. Yeah. Tie her up. Mm-hmm. Have the hus- Figure out the husband might love her a little bit less than she loves the husband. Yeah. So they give the, him the gun and say, you have to shoot her and we'll spare your life. And he does it. He does it, but... It's not... Uh, it's not loaded. Yeah, it's not loaded. So... Their love must be ruined, right? Yeah, there must be no much. trust that's between the two of them. Pretty much <laughs> that's the goal, is to break yeah. the couples up. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're so... Uh, their uh, creed, I suppose. They're just as dedicated to their beliefs that yeah, people either need to be anti-couple. alone or people... Either need to be in a couple. Those are the two yeah. worlds. Yeah, it's pretty much like the two extremes. Yeah. Yeah. So when David finds out that that his that short-sighted woman is now blind, he throws the he throws like the well, cutest that was little the, tantrum. That was their thing they had together. They were both short-sighted. He's, he's now, so sad. He starts like breaking twigs and throwing them down on the ground. He tries figuring out what else they could have in common. He yeah. asks if she likes berries, if she speaks German. Yeah. She doesn't. He offers to teach her, then remembers that it's the hardest. Yeah, it would take a year. German, actually, so German like, is one of matter. the hardest languages to learn because of the very unique grammar. Yeah, so... And he's pretty much just... It, it seems like he's maybe getting bored with her, and he's kind of lying to her. He's and... trying to help her uh, be able to feel things, to yeah. survive out in the world. But... By playing a game that we learn is called Touch, Guess, Think, Win. Yeah. <laughs> Where he hands her an object, and she says what it is. We first see it with a plastic cup that she holds, puts mm-hmm. it against her face, guesses correctly it's a mm-hmm. plastic cup. Later, we see her holding a tennis ball. She guesses a kiwi. And David says, correct, 10 out of 10, all right. I remember when I I first watched this movie, I got really scared that he was going to leave her because Mm. at a a certain point she says, I'm hungry, you haven't fed me any rabbits in in a long time. And I'm just like, oh no, (laughs) oh no, the, the love is broken, like they killed the love. But then immediately he's like, I have a plan. And he describes it to her as only, you know, I can imagine him saying that we are going to kill uh, the loner leader. Mm-hmm. We're going to run away. And then I'm going to blind myself so that we have something in common. Yeah, I'll lead us out of the woods. Yeah. And then we'll get to the city and I'll blind myself. Yeah. And so they enact this plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this thing that the loner leader says earlier about dogs eating your face you don't want dogs to eat your face when you're yeah, you dead need to make sure your body's covered with dirt so they david knocks her unconscious and throws her into a grave her alive. but leaves her face exposed mm-hmm. and then like the dogs are just circling her the in dogs, slow motion. which were people yeah <laughs> let's not forget that yeah. and maybe they remember her mm. maybe because she's about to get it they're growling and so we have uh, David and uh, nearsighted. Yeah, there's this shot as uh, first David lifts lifts her up of above a ditch mm-hmm. or a small, not really a full ditch, whatever. Uh, helps her out. They're escaping through the woods, and mm-hmm. suddenly, uh, within the same shot, 
the color just kind of changes and i only noticed it this time watching yeah, it really pops the it goes from being all these bluish gray tints to now some really warm warmer colors mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of like a wizard of oz moment yeah <laughs> almost yeah they're leaving that world behind and going into their their world together so it's brighter mm-hmm. um you get to a diner she has a, rachel has a really good mm. blind walk like she walks oh, yeah. really good blind <laughs> you, you know like just like stumbling around well he and, he got her the wrong pair of shoes oh okay so yeah, also she's wearing that. shoes that are too small okay and he's wearing pants that are too small so, right yeah <laughs> um yeah they get to the diner mm-hmm. um where he is you know he's doing his last looks right. at her at her smile at her elbows at her hands i like that we don't files. the audience doesn't know that what's about to happen though they don't know why this is happening he asks profile and she turns yeah and but some people might know. He asks the waiter for at the a, diner, knife, a knife, but not a butter knife. Not a butter knife. <sighs> I mean, I don't think it's gonna make it a steak knife good, better either mm-hmm. way. But yeah, he gets himself a, a steak knife and it's like, all right, I'm gonna go into the bathroom. Wouldn't and do spoon it. be the best? Mm. <sighs> no, I'm man. The let's okay. So the, yeah, so one of the. I think this is my favorite part of the movie. He goes to the bathroom, holds the steak knife up to his eye, but it cuts before you see anything. It's, even watching it this time, the second time, knowing that nothing's... You're not going to see it. You're not going to see it. I still, like, wince up. I still cringe. Mm -hmm. I'm still very tight, because I'm just like, just the sight of seeing someone hold a sharp object up to their eye. Yeah. It's freaky. Yeah, I don't like it. It's freaky. And just thinking, like... Oh, he's gonna do this. Well, it cuts. Yeah, it leaves space for ambiguity. There's an option that he's just gonna fake being blind because mm-hmm. the movie's established that that's. I was an looking for him to like be someone passing on the outside, just leaving her there because <laughs> you you don't know she's kind of just right, left the last, there at the, the table. The last shot of the movie is she's waiting for him at the table. Yeah, she's just waiting. You don't hear a scream or anything, so nope. it hasn't happened yet. She's just waiting. And then it goes off. Uh, the now, last line she says to a waiter, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, the first line of the movie is David's ex-wife saying, I'm really sorry. So it huh. starts with I'm really sorry and it ends with thank, thank you very you much. much. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, kind of interesting. I thought about this movie a lot afterwards and mostly thinking hopefully that... I don't know, because like... I, I don't think I could do it. Like I couldn't I couldn't do it. Oh, I wouldn't but, do it. I'd be hopping around. And and I'd and, be a kangaroo. <laughs> in that world, I don't know. I kind of wish he had done it or does do it so that they can be together. I don't know. I I was like so he like probably does mushy it. and just like oh like there like this love like in this movie I really like I'm into it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? My guess is he does it. He's so dedicated to them being on yeah. the same page. I mean, there's that part where uh, he wants them to sync up their uh, Walkmen to play the same song at the same time. Yeah. 
because he wants them to be so in sync instead of just each sharing an earbud. Yeah, one thing that this movie uh, sets up about David is that he is a good liar, I guess. Mm. He lies to John C. Riley about being his best friend to like save his right. life, and then he lies to uh, the emotionless girl mm-hmm. so that he doesn't get turned into an animal. So I, I, I was also thinking like, well, he's a good liar. Maybe he didn't do it. Or maybe he won't do it, and he'll just lie to her and be like, "I'm blind," you know. Yeah, that's an option. You know, that, that's an option. But I think he did it. Yeah, I think I think he would do it. I mean, he chose. I think the the clue is the lobster. I think that's the clue. Hmm. I think that's it. Wait, I think what do you that's mean the, how? The the clue of how far he would go for love or for his partner. That he would be an officer to find a yeah. mate. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. he would that he would do it, and I, I think that he did. Yeah, because being a lobster would be awful. Yeah, it sounds awful. It sounds like it would suck. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, it's not it's not a popular animal to pick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He chose it for a for those reasons, and I think those are the clues for I mean for for you to make up your mind about the ending. Mm-hmm. The only other thing I want to say about this movie that I forgot to mention earlier is uh, one thing I love is uh, the idea that he has these chronic back pains and he has he has a balm mm-hmm. or a pain relief. Yeah, I got some of that in my room but too. But <laughs> he can't reach the part of his back that hurts mm-hmm. when he's alone. Later in the movie, we see uh, the short-sighted woman applying it for him yeah and that's i just think that's a great visual or way to show the the pain or the necessity Mm -hmm. his necessity for partnership yeah like yeah he does need partnership and he wants Mm -hmm. it and he found it in her unfortunately this is the hand they were dealt so yeah yeah it's like a really tragic love comedy sci-fi yeah. <laughs> Don't forget it. I like grounded. Well, it's not even grounded. I guess naturalistic sci-fi. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I know the answer to this question, but is The Lobster a movie or a film? The Lobster is a movie. Oh, I, I didn't know the answer. Why, why is it a movie? Ooh. Um, I think it's a film. You think it's a film? Yeah. You, oh, you have your thinking face on. Yeah, I have my thinking face on. What do you What do you think? I think this movie is so weird and artsy and uh, just bizarre, absurd. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, yeah, it's a. I think it's a film. It's a film. It's un untraditional or unorthodox, and it's uh. You know what? Yeah, I I agree with it being a film. It being it's and it's own... gorgeous. I want to go to that hotel world. It's own like very original idea of having to be paired. And if you don't get paired, you turn into an animal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I agree. That's a film. It's out there. Yeah. One of my top movies, Mm. films, movie films, movie, (laughs) movie, film, films. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So we don't have uh, our movie for next week yet. We'll get back to you. Check out our Twitter at Movie Film Pod if you want to 
figure out, find out early what it is so you can watch it before yeah. listening to the episode. Or if you want to send us a suggestion, you can send that to our email at moviefilmpod at gmail.com. We'll, yeah, we'll or take, tweet yeah, us. Yeah, we'll see that. Yeah. We'll look at that. Yeah, we're open to ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's it for today. Yeah, Thanks for listening. It. Thanks. You, we yeah, both like this We made one. it through another episode, guys. Bravo. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, so that's a that's a wrap on this episode of Movie. movie? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my fault. That was my fault. It's a wrap on movie. Movie. Film. Film. Goodbye now. <laughs>